0: there's always pressure in the music industry yeah (laughs) every record could be your last record yeah (laughs) you never want to make a record where you lose all your fans yeah so so there's always a a certain amount of pressure
1: what's up everybody it's kp from ghostcultmag.com and i am joined by the guys from dirty honey how you guys doing great man yeah, man, man. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Uh, what a weird <laughs> midweek. It never feels like a, you know, I guess every Halloween is great, but like you prefer it to be Friday or Saturday so we could cut loose and bug out a little bit. But unfortunately, oh, it's...
2: people were still doing that. Yeah, yeah then we played a show in Orlando on Friday, and like we walked out of the club, and it was like we were like in like the college district or whatever, and it was just mad. Was it? People it? everywhere, Costumes. booties everywhere. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's creepy and scary, or uh, you know, very seductive and slutty, which is okay. We're not shaming anybody. We're we're here for all for everybody. Guys can be slutty too, and we're here for slutty guys out there. I'll tell you what, yeah. you know, you have no idea what's going on in this town. But uh, I'm out here in San Francisco. You guys are on tour in Atlanta. Uh, Just a whirlwind time for you guys and the band. Uh, I started off this summer opening for Bush and a bunch of Guns N' Roses shows. It could not get any greater. And now you're on your own headline tour as the record is about to drop. Can't find the breaks, which is coming out this week, which is crazy. And uh, just super excited to touch base with y'all. Yeah, likewise, which is dope uh so you know i followed the band from the beginning and i feel like we're in this like rev- it seems weird to talk about a revival of anything in 2023 when music is like everywhere right it's so available to everybody but it does feel like this year has been a stellar year for like hard rock records strictly and uh there's so many but it's like i feel like you guys are really dialed in your sound and your songwriting for this record
2: oh, thanks man yeah we've been working at it for a few years now <laughs>
0: Making, yeah. sure, making sure this, this record stood out.
1: And it's hard to stand out. And I think that's, you know, I was heading that way anyway. So thank you for helping me with my segue. I think it's, it's hard to set yourself apart from everybody. Uh, peop, you know, forget about music journalists. We all have lizard brains, but fans, right, who are really your true barometer of how well you're doing. Uh, you know, if you really capture a fan base like you guys have, it's, it's an accomplishment because I think there's like so much coming at people. And there's so many options and there's just like i said so many good records this year by top tier bands but you guys definitely i feel like you you really made this record a very diverse record compared to the earlier releases yeah Yeah. that was a goal so glad glad, to picked up on that (laughs) well that's what we do here we uh (laughs) we dial in and listen over and over and break down and analyze so it's a really killer record uh i love that it's like the whole record's a journey there's no skips you know what i'm saying i would i wouldn't lie to you i'd tell you the truth if i you know i let you I was like oh, i don't like this one but like it really is it's a really strong record the more you listen to it it, it grows and uh just out of curiosity like did you guys how do you guys like in, in general especially now with a new member of the band uh recent member of the band do you guys jam do you guys bring songs in individually and then workshop them together how do you guys write a record together
0: all, all above. the above yeah you know we got four guys that are all creative and have capabilities of writing. There's obviously going to be some bringing in of riffs and bringing in of melodies or chord changes that start a jam or start, uh, an idea and they kind of get workshop from there. And then there's some where we'll jam straight up from the top. Everyone just starts playing together and the song's done in six minutes. Yeah. Um, you make it all right was like that. Yeah, there's ones where you know Justin, like on Coming Home, pretty much wrote the whole instrumental part of the song before anybody heard it. Right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> he he brought it into Mark, and he could tell you more about it, but it it was kind of really birthed through through Justin on that one, or like Won't Take Me Alive with Nato's riff. Mm-hmm. You know, demoing that out and and uh, yeah, I mean they're
2: all different. Yeah, like Don't Put Out the Fire, like. That one, John and I kind of wrote the the initial riff together with him on drums, and I was playing bass. And then I was doing the thing, dun, 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 and it was just that. And then, like over time, like we put chord changes, and Mark came into the melody, and then he put all these harmonies on it. And like,
0: yeah, arrangement worked. grew, and yeah, you know, <laughs> things got cut and things got added, and yeah, things, you know. So it's really that every
2: different song has a different story to it. But they, none of them are done until everybody puts their input in it on it, and it becomes something different. And then it's dirty honey, you know.
1: Well, that's refreshing to hear because so many times I know people they get married to that original idea, and they heard it a certain way in their head, and then the band comes in and it takes a different shape. So you yeah. have to be, you know, to kind of put your ego aside, which can be hard. Let's face it. Uh, you know, they say kill you got to kill your babies or kill your darlings. And kill your babies seems a little dark I mean for <laughs> Halloween, but you got to kill your darlings, right? But also like you know a song takes a different when somebody lays down their part it's already different than when you came up with it
0: yeah yeah you know we had a motto for this record which was being open to infinity and that's that's pretty much you said it in in the definition there um it's just really allowing the space for for everything to come through everyone's uh influences and everyone's ideas and not trying to judge things too much and or be like, oh, this isn't Dirty Honey or this is, you know, to this or to that, you know, try to really just kind of like let it all out and then we'll just look at it all and see what we like, you know.
1: Word. I love to hear that. Uh, do you guys feel any pressure? I think after a few years, you know, everybody's talking about this band. Fans don't always appreciate this. Tours are booked well in advance, sometimes a year or more in advance. Do you guys put a lot of pressure on yourself to make a great record, or are you just going to let it happen and see where the chips fell?
2: I think this one we did put some pressure on ourselves um, just because, you know, we want to, I think we wanted to go to the next level, not just like show wise, but songwriting wise. Yeah. Like, it was kind of like a personal um, achievement achievement and, and goal for ourselves. Just And then, it, you know, if you write better songs, the shows are more fun to play songs are more fun to
0: play yeah there's there's always pressure in the music industry yeah and <laughs> every I mean, record could be your last record if it's yeah <laughs> you never want to make a record where you lose all your fans yeah so, so there's always a, a certain amount of pressure you know but i think that, there was also a lot of fun yeah you know on this record and i think i think that everyone had a good time writing it and had a good time recording it so it was, there's there's a good amount of pressure a healthy amount of pressure but also a willingness to have a
1: good time, so. Right on. And you don't want to second guess yourselves later, you have to live with this. Um, I probably made this quote a couple of times in some different interviews. One of my favorite quotes about music is by Vernon Reed of Living Color, and I'm going to paraphrase him, because I think if I give the try to give the exact quote, I'm going to butcher it. But he said, "Like the album is not really done when it's done. It's done when we're done jamming it on stage. So yeah. songs take another life. And I do hear like a lot of live vibe in this album, whether, you know, even if you didn't record it live in the room, like it feels live. So like, I can't wait to hear some of these songs in person because I feel like a lot of this record would go over huge to a crowd.
2: Yeah, honestly, I think a couple <laughs> of the
1: songs are already better live.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, we've like already tweaked and be like,
0: oh, we should have done that on the record. This is a live band, you yeah. know, and, and the, the recordings are a lot, you know, like over probably at least 90% of the record wasn't even done to a click. Yeah. So there's not really an opportunity to be splicing things and together or, as much, or yeah. really doing anything. Once the drums are laid down, there's like nothing we can do. So the live feel is definitely there because we track them live first. And then, you know, if there's little overdubs that need to happen, that happens, but then yeah. we get live and we're always
2: playing everything <laughs> different too. Like every night, that's, that's how we keep it fun. And I think yeah. that's what part of what keeps a lot of our fans coming back to see the shows is like, it's never exactly the same every night. Yeah. Like, you know, we're all playing little different licks here. You know, there's arrangement changes. Like we're always trying to have fun with it. Tempos
0: can be a little different, you
2: know? And you, you, you find things on the song, you know, there's, there's songs that we've been playing from the first record where I'm, I'm changing them now. I'm like, Oh, I should have done this four years ago. You know? (laughs)
1: like That's cool, man. I, I do feel like, yeah, like your music is a part of you and it lives. And it's not like, I know that there are bands that go out and they just kind of karate chop it down every night where they don't change anything. And that's cool too, because fans like to hear it like the record. But I do feel like the best bands are loose. You know, they're a little loosey-goosey on stage. And I I I feel like Dirty Honey's always been that way, yeah. Yeah, and and it's funny, like one of
2: the most frequent compliments, I guess you would say, that I get is like, that we sound better than the records.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think people, people love to hear most people i think the thing about like hearing it like the record is because they really just want to hear the quality of -hmm. the record a lot of bands can't can't necessarily stretch out from what they exactly did on the record without diminishing the quality but i think that's one of our strong suits is the quality of the record is always going to be there live and it's just going to have nuances that make it more exciting or more fun or more live or yeah, and that's kind of one of been our rules. Also, we, we broke it a little bit on this record, but
2: especially John, because you know people could get really carried away with like overdubbing guitars. Is like it's always been like, well, we got to make sure that we could play this live and it'll sound good.
1: I right on. As I uh, listen to music for review, I take a lot of notes, and I don't remember hearing that many overdubs. You know, just like a straight up rhythm lead, maybe an yeah, occasional yeah. layer part, but nothing too fancy, nothing too wild.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, we only got one guitar player. <laughs> yeah, and he's also a monster. So even if there was two rhythm guitar parts, we, somehow we, he figures out how to play. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> separate, you know, so props to John
1: for that. Well, so, oh yeah, uh, he leveled up tremendously on this record. I think people are gonna be blown away when they hear the whole thing and they hear some of these deeper cuts that are not the singles Uh, there's like I said I love the variety on the record it's very deep there's these different journeys that the songs take you on actually I think I almost prefer the slower simmering bluesy stuff Uh, not quite I don't want to say ballads and give the wrong impression but the slower moody stuff as opposed to these big you know there's always going to be a big epic rocker on these records with you guys but like I love these mid-tempo songs just sing dude which, yeah. which was your favorite? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I got the list right here. Hold on. Um, fuck it up. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna keep this on. Like list. you
0: only get one listen. You gotta.
1: <laughs> no, I um, I'm wired a certain way. Like I have to listen to a record a bunch of times. I can't just kind of. Yep. Can't just do it. I want to make sure. To do that. And there it goes. Start playing. I knew it was gonna start playing in my headphones. God damn it. Um, get a little high. yep Coming yep. home, and I have to. I was gonna ask about Ballad of the Shire. is a great. Subtext there. I was like, oh, well,
0: that was a there was a lot of conversation about that.
1: Yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on is dope. Uh, You know, won't take me alive, of course. So yeah, I think there's yeah, this it's so strong. This is a good record, man. I'm I'm really happy to hear it. I've been followed the band from the very beginning. I I think I saw one of you know your first shows. I think I caught you guys at a festival and I was like, oh, I love this. Let me let me just eat this up. (laughs) Eat eat this up like dessert. Um, I think I think this record's gonna really, uh, you know take you guys to a new direction and obviously you know you're very close with nick right so i wanted to ask about kind of like production nick is like a fifth member you know he's almost like another member of the band basically so i was gonna ask if what did he bring to the table or bring out of you this go round that you haven't had in the past with him Uh,
2: you know he really let us take the reins a lot um i feel like he's trusting us more in our decisions um but he's really open i he's kind of got like a rick rubin type approach to production where he's not going in there and like changing guitar parts or rewriting melodies for us, but he's more just helping guide us to the answers. And he's really good at that. And that, that was one of the things that was really important about being over there with him this time was, was having him in the room and have seen him smile. or give you the thumbs up or be like, nah. we didn't get on the last record. Cause we did it over zoom. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, well, coming in as a new guy, uh-huh. cause this was my first time working with Nick. Nick is First of all, being in the studio, you have to have like a certain energy that kind of like permeates through everybody. And and he's really good at moderating that energy and, and keeping everybody kind of on the same wavelength. Obviously, he's a wizard when it comes to tones and yeah. And miking things and getting the sounds and capturing what we want to capture in the in the recording. But just also his his ear for when you do something right and he knows not just by hearing it but he can see us physically that we're all in it because we're not really necessarily watching each other you know we're not able to just like look i could see justin but i couldn't see john you know there's there's a little bit of that but he's looking at us and seeing us playing and then feeling what he's feeling he's like this is the shit this is the shit or if you're in it he's not afraid to tell you if it's not if it's not the shit yeah you know he's He's like that. That wasn't it. That wasn't the take. This take had a lot more energy right in this section. And if you, you know, yeah, and just like because we came in the studio
2: with like nineteen, twenty ideas, yeah, and so especially while we got down to the last week where you got to start choosing what you're gonna have time to finish working on, like he was really good at like pointing us in the right direction and keeping us focused because you know everybody's got their babies too, and everybody maybe likes a certain song more than another person or wants this kind of idea, but to have Nick kind of see the whole thing from the outside, I think uh I mean you can't replace that.
0: Yeah. And him him knowing everyone and, and who knowing we are, the song and knowing yeah. the sound. And, you know, as you're trying to stretch and and bring new life and new sounds to a to a band that's now technically, you know, it's kind of the third record, not necessarily the second, but you know, we had an EP and then an L P and then this is the second L P, but he knows the sound and sometimes you you write something that's not necessarily fitting to dirty honey you know and he can tell you that that's it's it's not quite hitting your guys' sound but honestly like when i did when we did home i was kind of like i
2: don't know if this is going to be on the record like i don't know if this is right for dirty honey and he was like dude this is you guys got to keep pushing on this
0: yeah so he's he's got a perspective that's outside of us and and can guide guide the, the energy in the necessary way. Yeah,
1: Nice. That's always important. And it's good to have that trust and that rapport. Uh, so as the record is getting ready to come out on you, I'm, again, I imagine you're already playing a few of these uh, songs live. I didn't cheat and look at the set list. I try not to spoil it for myself uh, until after. But uh, <laughs> then I'm like, oh, what did, what did they do after? But uh, how much of this record are you guys feeling like you're gonna bring out and eventually incorporate into the set?
2: We're already playing about half the record. Mm-hmm. And I think once the record's released, we'll probably start playing most of the rest of it. Not maybe every the whole record every night, but there's you know we'll change out songs. But I definitely yeah. want to play every one of the songs. I mean, we're already playing what we're doing. Don't Put Out the Fire. Don't Put Out the Fire. Dirty alive, Mind. Dirty
0: Mind. Won't Take Me Alive. I said that already. Bow to the Shire. And we will throw in Satisfied or give a little high we've played. You know. Yeah. Also, it just depends on what Mark's feeling that night what we call there's still there's still a couple that we have yet to play live but we yeah. really just played we used we played Ride right on even on the last tour in europe mm-hmm. kinda, we kind of threw that in the set for fun yeah i mean we definitely we we played them all
2: at our rehearsal before the tour started so they're all they're ready they're ready <laughs> <laughs> well i wouldn't say that if you watch one of the videos maybe we weren't ready to play get a little <laughs>
1: <laughs> i have not seen it but uh I don't, don't go, watch I don't go I don't go I don't go looking for car wrecks you know what I'm saying I want I, no, I wasn't, it wasn't
2: you good. probably would not even be able to tell but watch back we're like dude we, what were we doing?
1: right the band always knows the band always knows it, band always uh now that you're kind of settled into the headline run of dates and you guys are doing theaters which is awesome you know you come from the small clubs and then these giant shows with G&R right Are like just a spectacle do you prepare any differently or you just go out the same way every night
2: uh, well, we've got, like, a whole new uh, production for this tour. Uh, we're taking lights for the first time, which has added so much to the show. Like, fans, like, all the fans are like, wow, this is, like, a whole nother level seeing you guys live. Just having, like, the lights. We've got the the lips as actually, like, a big light-up sign now. um
0: It's just bigger and better. I mean, also playing a lot longer than we were playing with guns. guns yeah. You know, doing an <clears throat> opening set is night and day difference from a headline yeah. set, you know just in terms of even just sound checking and getting a a monitor mix (laughs) or or anything you know it's a lot more comfortable for a headline show Um, yeah because people are there they know the songs like
2: as awesome as opening for guns and roses you're going out there and you're trying to win fans over like you're working they don't know who you are and you're giving them everything yeah
0: it's like a showcase it's a showcase you're just like here i am Where's where, my music? Yeah, where's that
2: like a yeah. headline? And you got all this energy to feed off of coming from the fans who know your music and are singing along. They're both great. I mean, there's not like playing like a stadium of Guns and Roses is like mind blowing, but it's also mind blowing having like a thousand people sing along to every one of your songs.
0: Like, uh, which yeah. is that, you know, <laughs> you can play for 15,000 people where you know maybe 100 of them know your songs, or a thousand people where
1: everyone, your songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh pick your poison they both sound yeah. great to me uh yeah. I, take I, I, both. I, I yeah take both if you can uh props to you guys for pulling it off and doing so well just uh for a last question because it's halloween i have to ask like what's your favorite scary movie
2: Ooh, i'm not answering that i'll die <laughs> really Are you about to scream, dude? Oh, that's,
0: that's
2: not my favorite scary movie that's it. i don't know i
0: like all the halloween that's ones true like all the Halloween ones.
2: um friday the 13th scared the shit out of me as a kid i had like nightmares about jason mm. um definitely
0: stuff the first movies. scary movie i saw that actually scared me was poltergeist
1: yeah that's ins- that's insane i was just talking about poltergeist was one of the first scary movies i ever saw and they showed it at my junior high school of all places during a recess and i was like yo we're all gonna be messed up from this what is going on <laughs> yeah. um to watch that movie like with like 800 crazy teenagers it was bizarre uh can't go wrong with halloween can't go wrong with uh the classics you know yeah all the classics all the yeah
2: movies. friday the 13th my dad actually worked on a couple of those movies so those are like close to 100.
1: oh nice all right then runs in the family entertainment uh, hey guys thanks for hanging out with us today we really appreciate you be safe on the road take care of yourselves Thank and you so uh, we'll catch you when you come back to one of our towns soon Appreciate you. All right. Thanks for hanging with Ghost Cold, Dirty Honey. We'll see you soon.